my God. What's with the neighbors is back. Oh. <laughs> what would be uh, an episode of What's with the Neighbors without some technical difficulties? So many technical difficulties. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, just thank you, Betty. So glad you have patience. Brie is like about to throw hands with freaking Siri or Siri. <laughs> she is not having it. Steve Jobs, I want a new Mac. This thing is brand new and my trackpad does not work. So, did he um, die? I don't know. He probably did because his trackpad probably quit working. So, whatever. <laughs> He's like, there's no purpose to my life. I can't, I can't work with this. <laughs> oh man. Oh. What's up, everybody? It's Hi. been a minute. It's been you know? a minute. It's been like yeah. three weeks. Sorry. Yeah. We were supposed to come back after two weeks, but then we both realized it was, it was too, too late to record. <laughs> to record. <laughs> we did busy. So. Bree's in the process of like up uprooting her entire family and house, and so, uh, you know, just let her. It's a lot. Yeah. Let her. Let yeah. her have it. And okay? speaking of, if if my sound is off, I'm using a lapel mic, which I'm really excited about, and I'm using my phone for this. So. Yeah, I went ahead and packed my mic because I didn't want to have to have it out. So I was like, I have a lapel mic. I'll just use it. And if the sound sucks, then, you know. Um, the sound sucks. That's what it sorry. is. Sorry. You guys, you guys know we're working with what we got. Yeah. We're not billionaires. Yeah. Because none of you want to sign up for our Patreon. Yeah, exactly. None of you guys want to anonymously send us like $1,000. Yeah, but also, if every single one of you sent us, like, $3, we would, you know, probably have, like, $20. So, that would be a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Three doesn't even go into 20. I know. <laughs> I thought about that when I said that. $21 there. <laughs> Wait, is that? Yeah, that's a, that's a that's, three one. We have seven <laughs> listeners total. <laughs> Hold on a second. Two of, turn you up. two of them are, two of them are our parents. I was just saying, two of them are our parents. Oh my! Our gosh. moms. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh man. Uh, do you want to hear my question for you today? Yes. Oh shoot! I can't. Oh, do happy my New question. Year, everybody! Sorry. I can't do my question because you have your phone. You're on your phone. Ugh. Oh, what up, man? What's up? I have a. I have my. Uh, is it on Messenger? Yeah. I have Messenger on my computer. Oh, cool. Do you have emojis? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, we are going to. We're gonna. Uh oh. Um, we're we're going to have a bank heist. Oh, sick. Yeah, we're going to we're going to rob a bank. Okay. And so we need to hire some emojis for our bank heist. Okay. You can pick people and animals and you can only pick 5 and it's five. same rules for 
pertain to this one as the last one where we can't keep, we can't pick the same emojis. Okay. And can we pick um, wizards and magical people and vampires? Yep. People and animals. All right. You want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Um, I want you to go first and you need to tell me why you're picking five of them. I'm going to pick a police officer. Okay. Because, um, obviously. So they can arrest you right away? So they can, like, you know, be in a disguise. Nobody's going to suspect a police officer. That's true. That is true. Okay. Um, you know, I didn't think about this at all. Um, so I'm going to pick... Um, the superwoman. Do you have that? She's like wearing a cap, cape. Yeah, yeah, I I know which one you're talking about. Yes. Um, because I want her to, um, be able to like do all those like jumping and uh like pushing people out of the way if something bad happens right okay 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 um my next one is a helicopter that is not a person or an animal oh damn it you did this last time too so picky okay all right hang on hang on hang on hang on hang on okay um you know you really should have sent me this one ahead of time I know. Just I didn't saying. think about this one either. Um, that way I could have had a minute to think. But then I probably would have asked Josh and been like, hey, what do you think? Yeah, and that's cheating. Cheated. Yeah, it's cheating. Okay. Um... <laughs> um, this lady kind of looks like a Karen. <laughs> I feel like no one would want to mess with her. <laughs> uh, wait, but that's not my answer. That's not my answer. Hang on. Oh, a ninja. Oh, okay. No, not Santa. Let's do a ninja. Okay. Okay. That's smart. Love that. Okay. Obvious or reasons. Why? Okay. Obvious um, reasons. Because they're a freaking ninja. Yeah. That makes sense. Right. Um, so I am going to go for, um, the octopus or sorry, it's a squid, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, because, oh wait, no, we do have an octopus. Okay. I'm going to go for the octopus because they have sticky fingers. Oh yeah. And they okay. can hide, like, and they can also disguise into things. Like, this octopus that I have is one of those ones that disguises itself into, like, rocks okay. and stuff. So, like, the one from Finding Dory. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's cool. I like it. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick a cute little puppy. Okay. You need a distraction. That's true. Everybody loves puppies. Everybody loves puppies. And if you don't, puppies. then stop listening to this right now. Yeah, you don't deserve to be on a uh, listener. 
Yeah. If you don't like puppies, like, what type of monster doesn't like puppies, truly? Yeah, what, what are you, like, Ted Bundy? I bet even Ted Bundy liked puppies. I bet he did. I'm pretty sure he got his girlfriend one. That's right. Okay, at least so in the documentary. my next one is just going to be the crying emoji. <laughs> and and it's because this emoji is going to be the distraction. Everyone okay. is going to be like, what's wrong? And then it's just this crying emoji. Oh, that's that's a good one. Okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, we can't pick storms, can we? No. You think of really good ones, though. I'll say that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Can you pick food? No, no. Brie. A banana peel. Before a banana peel. <laughs> okay. Um, my next one is going to be. You should have really made this like three of them. Sorry. I don't okay. think it was going to be this hard, actually, to be honest. Because I, I like to do well. I didn't think it was going to be this hard. Well, you didn't think it through very well, did you? No, I didn't. Westmoreland. <laughs> so sorry. All right. Um, I'm going to pick for my next one. Oh, parachuter guy. Oh, okay. Wait. Why did I pick him? Why would I pick him, though? But why? That's so stupid. So well, you, you know, D.B. Cooper, you, you know, somebody's got to be yeah. able to be the getaway person. Okay, we're, we're going to go with the parachute guy. Okay. Um, my Since next I couldn't one do is... my helicopter. Oh, goodness, Brie. Um, <laughs> you know the, the, I don't know if you have this emoji, but you know those guys that do the sword fighting? That mm -hmm. wear, like, that I almost one? just picked one, actually. I'm going to pick him for obvious reasons because he's going to be the one that's my defense. Sick. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we can't like pick items. No. So I can't pick a bomb. No, but that's or a good money bag. No. Because if you had the money bags, you wouldn't need to rob a bank in the first place. And that's, fine. that's a very <laughs> valid point, Brie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My last one. I shall pick. Where's it at? Where's it at? I know exactly what I'm gonna pick. Oh, there we go. A raven slash crow, because they are stupid smart. Yeah, they are. They are stupid smart. Yeah. Like I watched one the other day. It was trying to get water out of a. Oh no! No. Inside the bottle to make the water fill up. You just and it finally like a got the water. For okay, like a have... solid minute. Okay. So you said uh, they're stupid smart and then. They're yeah, they're stupid smart. Um, I saw this video of one trying to get water out of a bottle. And there was like just a little bit of water in the very bottom, but it couldn't reach because it's beak. And so yeah. it started grabbing stones and throwing stones into it and making the water level rise until it could reach it. What? I know. They're like really smart. That's crazy. Why didn't it just tip the bottle upside down into its mouth? Because it probably wouldn't get all in there. I don't know. That's not how That's they drink. True. They don't drink like we do. 
Yeah, I don't know how they drink. <laughs> go, 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 go. <laughs> okay, so for my last one. That would make one, for a way funnier video, though, let me say. Yes, it would. It would. A thousand percent. Um, so my last one is the man on the horse, and that is my getaway guy. Um, gotta have a plan. Gotta have. So, yeah. Okay. Nice. All right. I think I think both of our both of our little heist group is very valid. Like we're very gonna good. do great. Yeah, we're we gonna are. do great. We are. We're gonna go places, and it's not gonna be to jail because it's we got the cop on our side. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. So do you want to do you want to do your neighborhood story? Do you want to go first? This is also sure, a I'll do my neighborhood story. episode. Hometown All right. I found this one today. It says, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, neighbors. Wishing everyone a joyous night, but please keep your four-legged neighbors in mind. They do not understand that fireworks and other devices are not going to hurt them. They easily stress Mm -hmm. and can become very sick. Thank you for your time and consideration. I get it. I agree. But also, like, I know whenever a firework holiday is coming up, I usually give Dakota a Benadryl because I know she stresses. Yeah. So, but yeah, I get it. And and it has a picture of a pony and it has a hat on it and it says Happy New Year. I guess it's their pet. But anyway, there's oh. a comment. And it's uh it says, Sorry to hear about your horses, Tara. However, I do not feel very bad for you. I've seen you walk your horses around HR and I have never seen you clean up after them. Yes, your horses may be mini, but they're shit. They shit like Clydesdale. Maybe your New Year's resolution should be to stop being lazy, get a bag, bend over, and pick up after your four-legged shit factories. Have a great year. (laughs) (laughs) That went to... That went (laughs) south very fast. (laughs) But also, um, yeah, come on now. You also should be cleaning up after your your pets yeah thousand percent (laughs) oh my gosh okay so you ready for my first story yes okay so it says hello to my favorite podcast ladies i'm going to tell you about the italian hall disaster but first i have to tell you the the history on it the calumet and hecla hecla mining company was the single largest copper mining company in the Copper County of Northwest Michigan. Also, I um, this is from my mom, a listener. Um, okay. So one of the longest strikes in the Copper Country occurred in 1913 and included all of C&H Mines. The Western Fe- Federation of Miners, also known as the WFM, first established a local a local in the area, which like a local for those that don't know is like um a union. Okay. Um they they first established a local in the area and in nineteen oh eight still the WFM did not have a large enough membership to strike effectively until nineteen thirteen. Okay. At the time there were per- perhaps fifteen thousand men working in the mines of which the WFM union claimed 9,000 as members. The membership voted 
voted in favor of demanding union recognition from management and asked for a conference with the employers to adjust wages, hours, and working conditions in the Copper District of Michigan. So this union, they finally had enough people to vote and say like, hey, we need you guys to give us better wages, better working conditions, blah, 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 blah. And the voters also voted for a strike to happen if management refused to grant a conference from the employers. So after the vote, management was, they gave like this requirements to management. Management refused to grant the conference. So the strike was started on July 23rd, 1913. So that, and it was supposed to last until 19, April of 1914. On Christmas Eve, 1913, many of the striking miners and their families had gathered for a holiday party sponsored by the WFM's Ladies Auxiliary. So it sounds like the wives of the union's little, like, they had a little club. Put a little uh, shindig. Yeah, the party was held on the second floor of the Calumet Italian Hall. A steep stairway was the only way to the second floor. However, there was a poorly marked fire escape on one side of the building and the ladders down to the down the back of the building, which could be reached only by climbing through a window. So, sounds like there was a fire escape, but no one knew about it. Suddenly, someone yelled, "Fire!" even though there was none. Attendees of the party panicked and rushed from the stairs, causing a stampede. 73, so they're all rushing to this tiny little exit. 73 people, including 59 children, were killed. <gasps> it was still un, It is still unknown who call, called fire, but there is speculation. Spec, spec, Oh my gosh, spe- speculation. speculation that someone was an an- that who was an anti-union worker was the one who called it. So, why am I telling you about this? Because my grandmother was at the hall the day of the disaster. What? Her stepdad was there at and was there with my grandmother and her siblings because he was a union worker. She was upset with him because she thought he was keeping her from getting the candy that was previously being passed out before the stampede. But what he was actually doing was keeping his kids in one spot so they wouldn't get trampled on, thus saving their lives. (laughs) Such a kid thing that they like, damn, they really wanted to get the candy. And she had no (laughs) idea that like this stampede was happening. What's even more crazy is my grandmother's biological father died in those same mines when her mom was pregnant with her. And her mom saw her husband come into the room as a ghost and place his hand on her pregnant stomach. And when my grandmother was born, she had a birthmark on her back in the shape of a hand. Oh, my God. I just got goosebumps. Is that crazy? so sweet. So sad. I know. Oh, wow. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. Wow. Did you know about this before? Um, I've known about it 
for about a month now. Uh, there was another podcast my mom was listening to that covered this entire story because, like, they went super in-depth of it. Um, and she was like, wow, that's so crazy. That was, like, the same time my, my grandmother – or, yeah, my grandmother was living in Michigan. I wonder if, if um, she, you know, she knew about it or whatnot. And so she talked to my grandma, her mom. And she was like, oh, yeah, you didn't know? Like, your grandmother was there at that stampede. Wow. So crazy. That's great. I wonder if she's the one who called. But I'm just kidding. <laughs> Is she? Oh. <laughs> Is that oh, wild? Man. That's wild. That's really cool. That is, yeah. That's got to be my favorite listener story that you've shared. Other yeah. than the one with the farting guy in the oh, whole I know. That one was so that good. That was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Mine is, uh, I'm almost done with our buddy, H. Oh, um, okay. So I, the next the next listener story or the next uh, Hometown Horrors will be the last one I tell from, uh, are you okay, H? Are you okay, H? Or what the H? I'm so, kind of sad. She's going to be gone. I know. Me too. All right. Living in our home, still at this point, I was pregnant with our first child, and the activity was very stressful. The main portion of the house had effectively been destroyed by my mom's hoarding and lack of care of her animals, and the apartment in which we lived was too small for our growing family. We decided to move into a nicer nearby apartment with with friend A for a year while we looked into buying a house. Uh-huh. Uh, we would occasionally stop by the empty family home to get things out of storage or pick something up to bring to my mom, who was never able to enter the house again because of her mobility issues. Every time we entered, we would feel chased out of the house as if we were in danger. Oh Towards the end of our leases in our new apartment, my mother decided to gift us the family house as is. This was a serious project house, but we thought we could fix it up and being 25-year-old homeowners was appealing. However, I was adamant that we could not bring our infant daughter to live in the home while it was occupied by something that we could feel wanted to hurt us. We would often be at the home doing repairs or renovations in anticipation of moving in, and it got to the point where I refused to be there alone even for a moment. Uh, Jay was left, I believe that's her husband, uh, was left to spend, to spend many nights at the house alone, repairing flooring or doing projects and would become a target while he was there by himself. Determined to not be chased out of the home because the work was necessary for our upcoming move. He soldered, he soldered, soldiered through the scary experiences and unwelcome feelings working late into the night, knowing he was being watched and was in fact not alone. I knew that I was out of my depth and something had to change. We badly needed help. So I contacted a local paranormal investigative team. I knew immediately this group was legitimate and was able to help us. The man we interacted with the most was a friendly local EMT who we will call M and was a family man who empathized with our situation. He also claimed to be sensitive to things 
And based off of things he told me that were impossible for him to know, I believed him. We scheduled a time for him to do a walkthrough of the home with myself and another friend I brought along, who we will call L. While okay. we explored the house, I explained what was happening and a few of our experiences. He told us that he did not feel that the entity was human, as I had suspected. He believed that it was non-human, a non-human entity who fed off our fear, and that was possessive of the house. In short, he sure. identified it as demonic, something that had never been human and was, that was targeting us deliberately. The energy in the home seemed to react to his presence as if it was angered by his arrival and this set me on edge. Oh, reminding myself that I couldn't hurt that it couldn't hurt me with others present, we continued the tour until we reached the downstairs bedroom where the activity had originally begun and where it felt the entity had resided. Immediately he was drawn to the corner in which the portrait of the golden frame was hung. There was a picture I talked about a couple episodes ago. I remember that. That yeah. was, yeah, she couldn't remember if it was, or she didn't know where it came from. She assumed it was just passed down through the family. Right. Uh, he asked me questions and I answered all of them with, I don't know, because, well, while I figured we were related, I had no idea how. He told right. us that he felt that the item was the center of all the activity and that he believed the demon was attached to it somehow. I agreed oh. immediately when he asked if he could take it with him and dispose of it properly. I had no attachments to it and was desperate to end the activity. While speaking, he also began to ask Elle some questions and told her that he believed that she was also sensitive like he was. This is an important detail for later. Okay. We agreed he would return two weeks later to cleanse the home. Exorcisms are specific to the church, but that is essentially what he was here to do. The day of the cleansing came, and I was excited to get to get it over with, particularly because the activity had increased even more since his visit. L and I arrived shortly before M did and stood among the piles of flooring and drywall, nervously waiting in the uncomfortable energy of the house. A burst of pipe, a burst pipe a few minutes prior had destroyed the walls into the in the apartment, leaving nothing but a few months, sorry, uh, leaving nothing but bare bones of wooden beams. When M arrived and we set up his supplies in the garage, I could see through the wall through a large patch of missing drywall all the way through windows of the apartment that offered a glimpse to the backyard. As we were speaking over his shoulder, I saw a pair of black legs walk past the windows. From upstairs, Elle also saw a figure walking in the same spot from a different angle. The demon knew that was what was going on and was pissed. This was the second time I've ever actually seen it manifest, and I knew that wasn't a good thing. From here, no. the story gets crazy and sounds like the plot of a movie. I understand if I am not believed, but I assure you that everything I say is true. We began the cleansing upstairs, and as we did so, we could feel the overwhelming presence of the demon angrily surrounding us and then moving elsewhere in the house. Shortly after we began, Elle seemed to be struggling. She began to sweat and shake and felt sick to her stomach. 
Sensing that she was only going to feel worse as we went on, M called his wife, also a sensitive, to come to the home and sit in the car with L while he and I continued. Until his wife arrived, L determined was determined to power through and continued to walk with us. When it was time to head downstairs, M went to the garage to collect something while L and I went to wait for him. A loud scraping sound and a bang was heard, grabbing my attention, but when I called out to M, he yelled back and said he was fine. Later, I would find out that the sound was a metal bookcase sliding forward on the concrete, narrowly missing him, and it toppled over seemingly by itself. Oh my gosh. I know. As Elle and I sat downstairs, she began to zone out, her eyes glazing over. Are you all, are you all right? I asked. Unnerved by her strange behavior, yeah, she drawled. I think I'm going to go sit in the bedroom and wait for M. This seemed odd to me, and when I asked if she wanted me to come with, she declined the offer. Shortly after M returned, with a raised eyebrow, asked where L had gone. I told him, and he said, oh, no, no. This was very a very bad idea. He opened the door to find L sitting cross-legged on the floor, hunched over, eyes open, rocking slightly with her back turned, facing the corner where the portrait had once hung. He grabbed her quickly and passed her to me, telling me to get her out, get her out right now. Go sit her in the car, get her feet off of the land. I helped, I helped her outside. And the moment we exited the house, she fell to her knees, vomiting uncontrollably, shaking. She whispered, I don't feel so good. I think I need help. I helped her get comfortable in the car and left her there to wait for M's wife uh, to arrive and head back inside. I'm almost done. Oh my gosh, Bree. M M had continued the process while I was outside, and when I entered, he told me that more activity had happened, but he didn't specify. We continued to cleanse the house, and as we moved throughout the home, disconnected firearms began to blare in rooms. Fire alarms, not firearms. Fire. I was like, how? (laughs) I was like, oh my god, there's ghost guns. (laughs) disconnected fire alarms began to blare in rooms that were exited random thuds and stepping sounds occurred in rooms nearby we could feel the pressure in the home building the rage and the determination of the demons surrounding us we moved through the house as i asserted that this is my space and you are not welcome Finally, the last two areas to be cleansed were a crawl space, book that, with a secret tunnel into the apartment that had previously been sealed by a wall that Elle had discovered a few weeks prior, and the corner in the bedroom. While M stood nearby, I entered the crawl space, nope, and spoke directly to the demon, telling it to get the fuck out. Suddenly, I could feel it, a space of hatred and fury on the other side of the crawl space. I'll admit, I was scared. I knew in my soul that if I looked over, I would see it, and I couldn't handle the horror of being stuck in such a small space with it. I felt it leave the crawl space, and I I hurriedly backed out to rejoin M. We went on to cleanse the corner space, and after we did so, everything stopped. The air felt clear and light. The room suddenly looked brighter and felt larger. It felt easier to breathe. A sense of peace, emptiness, and stillness was at all that remained i had never realized just how physically heavy the atmosphere had been until that demon left 
The feeling was like anything I'd ever felt, truly indescribable. Elle and M's wife joined us in the house shortly after to help us pack everything up, and the conversation was cheerful. I was incredibly grateful, but in the back of my mind, I had the worry that maybe this was temporary or that we were being tricked. I knew that a common way to try to communicate with entities was to take a flashlight and ask it to turn the light off flash dim um, the light to respond to questions so the flashlight yeah sure uh, as the others were upstairs I snuck back to the corner downstairs and laid a flashlight on the ledge are you still here I asked aloud if you are here dim the light to my horror the light noticeably dimmed and then brightened just in case I was imagining things I asked again and yet again the flashlight dimmed the others came downstairs caught me and I admitted to what I was doing, knowing that trying to communicate with it could have potentially opened a space for it to return. M told me that he had asked one of his guides to remain in the home for a while, and that if it had been the demon to respond, we all would have felt it. This was merely proof that something positive was now here, looking okay. out for us. As okay. his wife and my friend collected the rest of their things and went to the cars outside, M pulled me aside to talk to me. I need you to keep a close eye on L for the foreseeable future, he said seriously. Until I, until tonight, I'd never witnessed it in person, but she was possessed. I didn't want to scare either of you, but the demon knew that he could get to her because she's sensitive and things could have been very bad. Oh but gosh. if we hadn't gotten her out when we did, if we hadn't gotten her out when we did, I wanted to say it's gone now and it. Uh, it revealed its name since I don't think it'll be back, but what? Okay. Uh, it, and it revealed its name. Since I don't think it'll be back, if anything happens, I want you to call me immediately. He mentioned that demons also had a strong attachment to me, and I believed him. Uh, for a long minute, I obsessed over what the name could be. It was hard for me to resist asking for its name, seeking it out, or worse, trying to communicate with it. None of these things I actually wanted to do, but I felt like I needed to. Over time, feeling passed, and we have had no experiences since, although we were not finished being horrified by our experiences. And oh. that is that one. And yeah. Oh my gosh. I know. That it sounds like the ending of a serious like uh Ed Lorraine movie. Yeah. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> Everything no. goes to sh there are firearms being fired in I'm... every direction. <laughs> I'm seriously so terrified for every time you share this story I'm like, "All right, can't get worse." And then it does. <laughs> it gets so much, but a it's uh this was in the past, so. That's true. That's that's true. Jeez, yeah. thank you, H. Um, yes, thank you. Okay, so this one is the rest of my stories I found on like little articles online. Um, this one is Michael Harrell, fifty-four years old, entered a U.S. bank branch in Cleveland on Monday and passed the passed a not-so-discreet note to the bank teller, the FBI said. When the teller took the note and looked at, looked at it, 
and then looked on the back side of it, she saw his name. He had used a note that had been used earlier at an Ohio Bur Bureau of Motor Vehicles, and it had his name on it. Um, so the teller reportedly claimed with his demand, or reportedly, reportedly complied with his demand and handed Harold $206 before calling the authorities. Um, she said she even actually referred to him as Michael while and gave him the money and called him <laughs> Michael and then notified the law enforcement. So he took a note that he had used at the Department of Motor Vehicles, it sounds like, in Ohio, had his name on it, and then just flipped it over on the other side and said, give me $206. <laughs> Bro had to pay for his car registration and was not going to go out of his way to, oh my god, no. Michael. Oh, Michael. Michael just needed to pay for his Sure thing, Michael. Here's, yeah. here's your money. <laughs> <laughs> also, thank you. I will be letting the cops know that you were here. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Um, yeah. Um, he wouldn't have been in our heist. For sure. For sure. All right. This next one is also one that I found in, like, a little article. Uh, I believe it's from, from HuffPost. Okay. It is titled Ghost Bro. 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 Ghost Bro. All right. My house was built in 1904. It is a single-family home, wood frame setting on a concrete block foundation. I have been living here for about 12 years. Of all the weird things that my siblings... And me have seen or heard this house has in this house this one event is my favorite this happened to my brother about 10 years ago my brother and his best friends had started a garage band playing mostly spanish rock alternative okay. music but in spanish cool oh. uh his friends could only get together on sunday afternoons they would practice into the early evening and they would usually call it quits by 8 p.m this was the time I usually showed up and went to bed because I worked the graveyard shift. Also, um, you showed up then because um, they played in a freaking band in the evenings. Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> this happened in late fall, so the days were getting shorter. They had just finished a long session when the decision to head to someone else's house came about. My brother handed his car keys to his buddies so they could load up in the equipment. Everyone had filed out of the basement, but the tricky part was that they needed to walk all the way to the back of the basement, up the stairs, through the kitchen doorway, down the hall, into the living room, and out into the front porch. Everyone was, one was outside, sitting in my brother's truck, waiting for him. My brother was walking up the back stairs when he remembered that he had left his pancakes in a to-go container sitting on a speaker in the basement. Not That's pancakes. Important. Yes. Accurate. Thanks. Get your priorities straight. He sure does have his. Uh, flapjacks. He made the decision to go back. Good decision. Now Very the basement decision. is not clean. With full sight line, with full sight lines 
there had been uh, partitions made and the boiler and main heating unit are right smack in the middle. So after my brother walks back, he's about to retrieve his food container when out of the corner of his eye, he sees it. It is a shadowy figure right at his peripheral vision. This feeling of dread and uneasiness washed over my brother. We had been taught that if you are in the presence of a spirit or a ghost and you felt a bad vibe to say a quick prayer or to cuss at it. Cuss my at brother it. chose the latter. He basically just told, hey, fuck you. I don't have time for this shit. My brother started to walk to the back of the basement and briskly up the stairs, closing doors and turning off lights as he was walking out. The last light switch is on the opposite side of the front door. Luckily, the door was open and the light from the street lamp was flooding the living room with its amber light. My brother said he felt something in his back, but at no point did he turn around. Nope, I would not either. As he flicked the last switch, the living room went dark, as did the rest of the house. As he stepped out, he pulled onto the door, closing it behind him. He still holding his food container in one hand. He jogged down the uh, few steps. He walked towards the front gate of our house that our house resides far from the main street, essentially having a large front yard, but no rear garage. As he closed the gap between himself and his friend Laden, his friend's Laden truck, Laden's truck, he kind of smiled and thought things were over, thought things over in his head. Mad at himself for spooking out when there was no reason to. He climbed into the driver's side of the truck, putting on his seatbelt and getting ready to pull out of the parking spot directly in front of the house. When one of his friends asked, hey, wait, what about your brother? Isn't he coming with us? My brother, he answered. What do you mean? He went to work early tonight. He is already gone. Do you see his car anywhere? The next question they asked was, so then who was walking behind you when you were leaving the house? <gasps> <laughs> dum, dum, like, hey, you too. You shouldn't tell ghosts that. You should definitely not take that option. You should definitely say a little prayer. You know? Always say a little prayer. Ew, I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> Ew. Ew, that's so freaky. Okay. So, this one is another one that I told you I got from the thing. Um, the internet. So, Brian Garfield... Ford and pals Garfield um, and pals walked out of the Juicy Crab in Cobb County without paying after running up a hundred dollar tab. So it sounds like they doored, dined, and dashed. Uh, the group drove off, and restaurant staff called police. Um, when the police arrived, an officer found uh, Brian's phone in the booth where they had been sitting the photo the phone's lock screen uh was a selfie of brian <laughs> which helped the police quickly identify him which people ugh, i don't <laughs> i feel like people that just have like a selfie of just some yeah else on their screen on their phone is so that is conceited. just such, it's conceited, but it's, like, such a flex. Like, 
not only are you conceited, you want everyone else to know that you're conceited. Like, who cares? Like, why would you have a selfie of yourself? It's so weird to me. (laughs) And it's It's really weird. weird. So, um, he had a photo of himself on the lock screen. Investigators later learned that he was also wanted for murder. Oh! Um, A restaurant employee snapped a picture of the license plate before he took off and shared it with the police. Within hours, a license plate reader got a hit of Brian's car and broke Brookhaven, where he was then taken into custody. Uh, apparently, he killed a man in De- Decatur earlier th- that year, according to the police. He was also rest- arrested in Gwinnett County last fall after he was spotted walking around the outside of a ch- high school with a shotgun during a football game. <gasps> oh, my um, gosh. So, it sounds like he's just, like, a fun guy to be around. You know, um, I'm really glad that he had a selfie on his phone. <laughs> on his <laughs> home screen. Holy cow. This guy needed to get caught. He was asking for it. He was. He was. Also, if you're going to dine a dash, like, don't leave dash don't leave anything behind that like incriminate you (laughs) also don't dine and dash because that's just rude also don't dine and dash that's straight up rude like i don't even care that it's a crime it's just really shitty that i mean the poor servers that's what i yeah exactly like that's just really shitty okay uh, this is a listener story uh, from someone who saw a post that I made on Facebook. So um, yep. this is from Dave. It says, Hi, Brianna. I saw your post on Facebook and wanted to share an experience I had 40 years ago. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, the picture you see above is a hospital that is now as Bridge, now known as Bridge, New Bridge Regional Medical Center in Paramus, New Jersey, um, and I can I can probably uh, post something about this when this comes out. Okay, I just need to remind myself. Okay, uh, but when I worked at but when I worked as a security supervisor there in the early 1980s, it was called Bergen Pines County Hospital. Bergen Pines was opened in 1917 as an isolation hospital for tuberculosis, influenza, and polio patients. Typical for that time. Mm-hmm. Um, advances in medicine changed the demographic of the patient population, and by the end of the 1970s, the mission of the hospital focused primarily on persons in need of long term care, psychiatric, and substance abuse treatment. Wow. The buildings identified by number were connected through a series of subterranean tunnels used for patient transportation, food, and laundry deliveries throughout the 96-acre campus. The layout has been altered over the past 40 years, but the tunnel system, which was accessible for from most of the buildings, remained unchanged. Building 4 was demolished decades ago, but it is integral part integral part of this ghost story. Integ- Sorry, why well, don't I know how to read? But it is an integral part of the ghost story. Okay. It was part of my job to patrol the common areas of the hospital, and I worked 
a rotating shift. The morgue was located in the basement of Building 6. That is a very important thing to be knowledgeable of where the morgue is because you don't want to go there. Um, anyway, a very good point, Bree. Thank you. <laughs> I would not want to go in there. On a midnight tour, when the morgue attendant was off duty, if you got an open door call for the morgue, you had to be prepared for some joker to grab your hand as you reached in to switch oh, the geez. lights on. <laughs> He's like, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> At the end of the tunnel below Building 7 were two doors. The door to the right was access to the basement of Building 7. The door to the left was a storage area. Inside dominating uh, the room were two negative pressure ventilators, also known as iron lung. In my mind, uh-huh. I imagine the sound of these machines whooshing and gasping as they keep their occupants alive. Several years later, I got a call to go to Building 4, which was now short-term alcohol and drug rehab ward. The building was three stories tall, but only the first floor was occupied. The second and third floors had been unused for years. The charge nurse told my partner and I, staff members reported hearing noise, uh, staff members reported hearing noises on the second floor and thought a trespasser had entered the building. We went to investigate. There were no working lights above the first floor, but because building floor had been designed for tuberculosis patients, it had large windows. It was believed at the time that fresh air would aid recovery and the windows allowed the ambient lighting form outside to illuminate the interior corridors, silver gray hue. Sure. The floor was linoleum with a black and white checkered pattern. Totally giving me such great visual of this story. I love it. Um, The walls were covered and with peeling white vinyl covering some of the rooms were still furnished with beds that hadn't been used since Eisenhower was the president. Dear God. Oh, <laughs> we connect. We continued checking the floor. After about five minutes, heard a noise that sounded like someone snoring. But possibly because of the acoustics on the floor, the noise was amplified to the point to where it sounded like someone was nearby. At this, I expected to find a homeless person sleeping in one of the rooms. We hadn't yet in- that we hadn't yet expected inspected. This went on for about five minutes and then abruptly ceased. We searched the rest of the second and third floors, but we didn't find anything out of the ordinary. We went back to the charge nurse to report our findings, and she seemed amused by my account of the strange noises I had heard. You probably heard the blank sisters. He didn't put the name, so um, you probably heard the sisters up there. She then proceeded to relate the story of two sisters who had contracted polio as young women were confined to iron lungs and lived in building four for the rest of their lives. And that is it. Oh, thank you, Dave. Thank you, Dave. Yeah, that was pretty Ooh, cool. I like that story. That was very descriptive. I know. I love it. I, lo- I like the history of it. I love that learning about that time. Yeah, me too. That was good. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. All right. So my last one says more than $10.4 million worth of cocaine and methamphetamine were found hidden in a shipment of jalapeno paste in California. According according to a press release from the U.S. Customs and Border Protection, officers at the Ote Mesa Cargo 
facility encountered a 28-year-old driver in a commercial tractor trailer on December 13th carrying a shipment appearing to be jalapeno paste. Officials said that although that the driver had a valid border crossing card holder, the vehicle and shipment were referred for further examination in a secondary inspection area. It sounds like going across the border. Um, right. During the search, which involved a canine unit, officers recovered 349 packages in vats of jalapeno paste. The packages contained over 3,000 pounds of methamphetamine and over 500 pounds of cocaine worth more than $10.4 million. Holy shit. They said, our canine team, our canine teams are an invaluable component, invalu- invaluable? I thought it would be valuable. I don't know. I say, uh, I would think it'd be valuable. Invaluable means think it's whatever not you want. Valuable. Yeah. Um, component to our counter counter narcotics operation, providing a real reliable and unequaled mobile detection ca- capability, said Rosa Hernandez, Ote Mesa Port Director. By implementing local operations under Operation Apollo and CBP's strategy to combat fentanyl and other synthetic drugs, we will continue to secure communities and stifle the growth of transnational criminal organizations, one seizure, seizure, seizure after another. Officials said that the driver was turned over to Homeland Security investigations while the drug and tractor trailers were seized. In 2023, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has seized $140,000 worth of methamphetamine and $81,000 worth of cocaine. Oh, my gosh. Crazy. That's a lot of booger sugar. oh you know what we'll just put it in some cocaine paste containers (laughs) jalapeno paste (laughs) did i just say cocaine paste (laughs) oh it's like booger lava not booger sugar (laughs) booger sugar dear god Wow. Um, all right. Uh, so my last one, since I will be staying, so I, I kind of wanted to do this, like go state by state and place by place that I'm going to be staying Ooh, at, yeah. but I didn't end up doing, I didn't end up doing that. However, I'm going to be staying at mostly La Quinta's, La Quinta Inns. Um, um, so I found a haunted La Quinta. It's not one no. that we're staying at. That's oh. not one that we're staying at. I think there's like two. There was one in Texas and there's one in Twin Falls. So Ooh. I got, I picked the one from Twin Falls. And um, these are just some um, Yelp reviews. And they kind okay. of like have to do with each other, sort of. Anyway, so this one is from Dad with Two in Tow. Uh, great okay. place, but my room was haunted. Or great place. 
but my room was haunted? What? Question mark, exclamation point, question mark, exclamation point. And they gave four, four stars. So, you know, it okay. clearly wasn't too bad. They just, you know, yeah. Um, it's inconvenient that it was haunted. Yeah. I had a late check-in, 1 a.m., and went straight to my room. Upon check-in, I had requested a room further from the elevator, but they said they were completely full. No worries. All was fine. Room was new, nicely decorated, bed was comfortable, and the place was excellent overall. But as I was beginning to doze off, I kept hearing noises. It sounded like someone was going by my door and giving a single tap on the door with my room, with a room ca- key card. That's tap. Annoying. I tried to sleep again. A few minutes later, tap. Just loud enough to wake me. I had the room fan on as well so it was much louder than the fan to wake me this time i got up and looked out the door no one to be found again a few minutes later tap what the heck i was considering calling the front desk but they mentioned they were full and frankly who wants to move rooms at 2 30 in the morning can't blame you so i stood by the door for about 10 minutes to try to figure out what it was nothing happened back to bed Looking back, I should have just called the front desk to move. My bad. They can't fix what they don't know about. 5.30 a.m. awakened again. Tap. Grrr. This time, I put up, pulled out my earplugs. And as I tried to fall back asleep, I could hear it again through my earplugs. Finally falling asleep until about 11 a.m., but still perplexed by what it was. I was I was packing up, I did hear it again, and I think it may have been from the wooden shelf credenza when the fridge and microwave were housed where the fridge and microwave were housed, but I still had no clue what the what was causing it. As I checked out, I mentioned the problem. The clerk was something somewhat receptive. I was part of a wedding party and the host had picked up the tab. She offered to refund the stay, which would have been nice, but then saw it was paid for by the host. I told her that I would still appreciate it as still appreciate it if she would credit it back to the host for the night. Um, so I'm not sure as to what it, whether the host will receive the room credit or not, although my family should as they had picked up several rooms that night. My advice to you, stay at the La Quinta, but avoid the hallway ghost from room 315. That was really nice for them, like, offering to refund it. Alright, um, I have a second, uh, Yelp review from this same hotel. Okay. Alright, this one's from Shane B, and it says, Ghost in 237? And they gave five stars. Four stars. First off, this hotel is the nicest my company has booked for me in a long time. Most definitely would recommend it to anyone traveling to Twin Falls. You wouldn't think the La Quinta name would be on it, quite honestly. Okay. I believe in room 237, I was not alone. I checked into my room, went to the bathroom, came out, flipped the lock over the door. I was done unpacking my bag, etc., and went back to grab the ironing board to pull it out and lock the lock with as if I didn't lock it. I went into the bathroom and the fan switch had been turned on. I was too tired, so I just ignored it. Also, there was a bottle popping sound, which this one makes me think the bottle popping sound. There was a bottle popping sound all night where the two bottle of water that are above the fridge, I kept getting up and checking out the 
noise and nothing would happen the minute I walked away, it would start again. It was like someone was squeezing the water bottles and they were popping back out. If I wasn't so tired, I probably would have been up all night. I still recommend staying here. Enjoy this. Um, enjoy. This is not a fake review. This is absolutely the truth. Oh, yeah. One last thought. Upgrade the soap, shampoo, etc. You lost a star because of the... You didn't even lose a star because of the ghost. Like, that's a shit. A star because of the shampoo and conditioner. Your <laughs> <laughs> yes, shampoo sucks. <laughs> Uh, what if it's like the fridge, like water system in the fridge? That's what I'm wondering. Like, I, but they said that lights were turning on and off and then the the door was getting unlocked in this room. But the other one, like I found that the, the tapping noise was similar. So maybe it was something with the fridge. Yeah. Interesting. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. We'll be saying that like mostly a like, I think all but, like, maybe two of our hotels are La Quinta's, so all the way from Dawson Creek, Canada, to on, to Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. Aw, that was fun. This was a yeah. good episode. Do you want to hear my new yeah. story? You betcha. Okay. It says, I used to live next to a screaming guy. It was a cheap apartment, and hearing through the walls didn't take a lot of effort. He would yell pretty regularly at the phone, TV, something. We could never figure out what he was, what it was. It was always during the day, and we could never find, find sporting events that corresponded to the yelling times. He was always polite and soft-spoken when we interacted, him, interacted with him in person. <laughs> What if he had Tourette's? He could have. Or, like, maybe maybe he's just kind of got a lot of anger, but, maybe. like, he keeps it to himself. It's like my husband. <laughs> what the? Oh, my gosh. It sounds, when they say screaming, I don't, I'm not picturing, like, someone just, like, <laughs> yeah, like that. It's, like, a anger, mad yeah. screaming. Oh my gosh, but also, what if they were like, what if they were going like, ah! <laughs> I don't know what's worse. <laughs> it's like you fix it a poor hot cup of coffee. You're like, ah! oh, damn it. <laughs> Bill. <laughs> oh my gosh. You guys, thank you for being patient with us. We appreciate you. Also, I hope you guys really liked the last episode because Amy worked her butt off on it with editing and we both worked our butt off, butts off. Well, we didn't work our butts off listening to it, but we, we really enjoyed going back and listening to all these yeah, episodes for the we, year. We spent what? That was combined, all Amy's idea too. Combined, it was over 50 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Of listening was, to episodes. But the fast forward definitely helped. Oh, that sure did. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I know oh, when you said that, I was like, I'm... that's a good idea. <laughs> and like, so we already know what each other's saying. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we had, a, I, I, I think that was a really fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Amy did an yeah. awesome job of editing. We're going to do it again. Um, you know, whenever. 
So yeah, we we gotta talk about it. We gotta figure out the yeah, kinks. Yeah, we gotta talk about it. Figure it out. Figure it out. Okay. Um, okay. So have a great day. We'll see you guys. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Um, we love you. Question mark. Uh, you checked in on the neighbors. What's with the neighbors? Bree and Amy. Bree Amy out. out. Say hi to your cats for us. Don't get dead. That is a bad idea. And don't, if there are firearms of ghosts going off in different rooms in your house. Run away. Just don't, don't go in.